Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On tonight's show, Paula makes her rap debut, joined by award-winning composer and producer Jay Deal. Through music, she will express the pain caused by the introduction of a new Butterfingers formula. Plus, facial recognition. We've got a tactic for letting you know the looks on people's faces in our studio. Are they shocked, confused, or openly weeping? We'll break the code of unseen facial expression on an audio podcast. And an update on the pod puppy. He braved the zombie apocalypse on Miranda Street and is here in studio, panting but not pooping, so he fits right in with Paula and me. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this show falling on the beat and in the flow. And now, please welcome the woman who never stays in the pocket, Paula Poundstone! Welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band guitarist, Sean Hughes. That was great, Sean. Welcome, Sean. That was terrific. Fantastic band. Uh, yes, yeah, one of our better house bands yet, I can tell. Now, Paula, let's start with the most pressing issue of the day. How's your training with Pod Puppy going? The training is really coming along. Uh, for example, when she cries, I let her out. Yes. And when she drops her ball, I pick it up. Okay. And uh, I go get it. And when she looks at me, I give her a treat. So... So, yeah, let she's, me congratulate Mo yeah. on a very good she's, round of training. She's done a fantastic job, job training me. She's yeah, very she's proud of really me. Got, she got you yeah. in they, her pocket. You know, there's only one thing she doesn't. Sometimes I go on the the other side of the door. Okay. And and then and then I don't come back for a long, long time. Oh, so and you have to work on your cup. That's a problem behavior. Yeah. Uh, or stay. Is it your stay that's lacking? I think it might be my stay. Yeah. Actually, I'm training. I am training the Mo, the puppy, to stay. And the reason I'm not a good stay trainer is I have no uh, attention span. And so to, mm -hmm. to train stay, right. you have to stay focused, right? Right. When you tell the dog to stay, like if you want the stay to be more than 20 seconds, sure. you have to be able to pay attention for 30 seconds. And you can't do that. Not really. Not no, as your co-host, I can tell you for a fact, yeah, you, you don't do that. Oh, so you weren't just, yeah, you, yeah, you were not just repeating what I said. You were saying I can't. Do that. Yes. Yeah, I can't do that. Okay. Um, right. I, I did notice something else about Pod Puppy because um, Pod Puppy was over at my house last night with you as we were uh, preparing for a vacation show and watching a movie, screening a movie in my backyard. Yeah, yeah, we were hanging. And what yeah, I noticed is it. that you said that sometimes she has kind of a nervous pee. Yeah. yeah. If she gets excited to see somebody, 
she pees. Yeah, so but it's I, not like a little like a piddle that a lot of puppies do. No, she's like no, she breaks out the fire hose. She really she does. Knows, <laughs> I picked her up last night because I wanted Adam's wife to be able to you know pet her like a pot. I picked her up and she just peed all the way down my pants right onto, onto my orthopedic f- shoe. Right, because you broke your toe. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Uh, uh, there's not a lot to say. It just is that our. Sound engineer yeah, that's dropping An- shit Anthony over there? Anthony just dropped some shit. Apparently, Bonnie was his babysitter Bonnie's as a, a child. bad influence on everybody. Captain Crinkle, yeah, Bonnie he, Burns, your manager, is in the house. Yeah. And she was telling our guests in preparation for the show that that it's everything we say about her is an exaggeration. Yeah. And, and then, then she began to crinkle. Yeah. And then literally seconds later, she reaches into her bag and we hear a squeaking sound like a horn. And she's got some kind of dog toy in there for some God knows why reason. Yeah. yeah. So thank God she didn't find the air horn. My, you know what point. happened? Um, she was at the airport, and her bag got mixed up with Scooby the Clown's bag. Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and Scooby's like, why is my bag so loud? Yeah, she actually <laughs> took Scooby the Clown's bag. Um, uh, oh, hey, uh, so there's probably going to be uh, like a lot of little dogs coming out of that bag. Uh, speaking of which, you know what? On Miranda Street tonight, Yeah. I don't know how many feet away, but under a chair. Right. Uh, on the sidewalk, uh, dead baby possum. Dead baby possum. Yeah, just in case you want Are to go out there. Are you sure about that. its uh, status as dead and not possum? Oh, right. Plain I possum? forgot it could be plain possum. They play possum. possum. I didn't even think about that. Wow, that, that possum totally fooled you. Yeah. Unless it's dead. Yeah. No, I think this one actually is dead because oh, yeah. its eyes are open. Don't they close their eyes when they fake it? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Unless they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. This one's not even blinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's part of, uh, it's all part of Miranda Street. It's part of the, the atmosphere. The, the circle of life on Miranda Street, yeah, which has gotten even weirder this week because for some reason, um, Anthony Alfaro, our sound guy, decided to bring a Komodo dragon to the studio tonight. Well, you know, we had that um, zookeeper a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I think Anthony has always wanted to fit in with the group. Well, he was, and you know, he's been here for so a while, enjoyed... but he's one of the later additions to the group. Right, exactly. So he's looking for his thing. And he saw that we so enjoyed having, you know, Needles and... Uh, needles the Hedgehog, yeah. Yeah, and then what was the name of the... Larry, the... the was spiny, it Larry? The spiny-tailed Egyptian lizard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so Anthony said to me, he said he had access to some animals and could he bring them I don't want to know why he has access, but I just question the wisdom of bringing a, a Komodo dragon into a studio that already has a puppy and Captain Crinkle. Well, I got to say, I've not seen a lot of Komodo dragons, but it is, in a creepy sort of way, it's beautiful. Well, it is. I mean, it's... It's a it's, species of lizard, uh, by the way, native to the Indonesian islands of Komodo, uh, Rinka Flores and Gilly Montang, where we, by the way, um, right. are on the list of comedy podcasts listened to in Gilly Montang. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're very high up in Gilly Montang. That's good. Among yeah. comedy podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We probably haven't cracked the top I can't 100. go there without being surrounded by. By fans? No, by uh, Komodo Dragons. Right. <laughs> They love who may or may not be fans after this broadcast, but I, I anyway, Anthony, not necessarily wise, but uh, we do appreciate the effort, yeah, right. Um, I think we should keep it in the container, do- well, yeah, oh, but he, I don't, does he have a container? It's that container is empty, <laughs> all right, so all right. It's, all right, all right, well, okay, so we've got I'm a not giant wor- monitor lizard walking around. I'm not worried, okay. No, no, I'm not worried either. No, but you know what? Our listeners don't care. Look at the size is, of that tongue. No, yeah. Look at the size of that tongue. What, on, on Bonnie? No, on the... On, uh, on the lizard? No, on the lizard. Oh. Uh, We're looking at the lizard. The Stay lizard. focused. Okay, Stay I'm sorry. It's just like our listeners are being deprived of this because this is an audio medium. It is an audio medium. Uh, and I do feel bad sometimes that we talk about visual stuff. Right. Uh, so I have come up 
you know, like listeners can't see our facial expressions is right, one of exactly. the problems yeah. it causes confusion but you you told me last night you've solved this problem I have I've developed a handy guide for the listeners uh, so that when someone has a facial expression I can refer to it uh, Tony Anita Hull has posted on Facebook three faces as reference points so uh, like you can just reference them and then people can go to our Facebook page and understand the expression on somebody's right. face. Okay. So face number one okay. is uh, Rod Rosenstein's I'm a kidnap victim, please send help. You know oh, that so, face. Oh, yeah. so when when, uh, right. when Barr was a t- was testifying and Rosenstein right. was behind yeah. trying to show that he was supportive but really right. looking desperate. But, right. But yeah, clearly there was like a knife in his back right. uh, and he was unable to communicate in any other way than with his eyes. Right. Please uh, send help. Uh, face number two is Bill Barr's I don't understand this face. Okay. When uh, he really understands something, but he's pretending he does Right, when he's pretending. Like when Kamala Harris asked him, uh, let's see, if President Trump ever suggested that they investigate somebody, and he he made that face for a while. Could you say in a different language? She said, this is a yes or a no. You should be able to answer it quickly. And he said, I'm just trying to understand the word suggest. Oh, and he had that yeah. great, like, phony, like, I don't get it face. That's face uh, and two. phase number three is uh, screaming Beatles fans from 1966. 1966 specifically. Well, yeah, <clears throat> just to help people that might remember those. So if you, you can either just remember these images in your own head. That's phase number one, number two, and number three. Or you can go to the Facebook page. And see and, the faces and see, and see in what the, the faces are. So you're going to try to reference those at various points during the evening as yes, a way of exactly. enhancing the experience right. of our listeners. Right, exactly. It's more multimedia that way. How do I look right now hearing this news? Uh, I'm going to say that Adam has a face number one right now. A little bit. Yeah. He's, <laughs> look at the size of those claws. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, Paula, you tell me you're proud of the way our listeners, the nobodies as they call themselves, have banded together for common cause. Well, you know, there have been a lot of dramatic stories in the news lately about search and rescues. And I'll be honest, it's hard not to take pride in the way the nobodies are coming together in the relentless nationwide search for Thomas Coyne. Even with that indisputable positive result of our podcast, I because that is a very positive thing that we're all looking for Thomas Coyne and with such teamwork. Um, um, is it? I sometimes say to myself, is that enough? And uh, I don't think it is. So a few weeks ago, I upped my game on this podcast and began to also use this time to improve my vocabulary. I've been enjoying this. This is a great idea, and we've been doing it very well, I think. Thank you very much. Each week, I add a new word and make it my own, and I encourage our listeners to make it theirs. This week's word is, well, it's two words, but I I found it in the dictionary. So it counts. This week's word is, let me make sure I'm saying it correctly, uh, lapsus lingui. Lapsus lingui. Yes, it's uh, it's Latin, uh, and it means slip of the tongue. Slip of the tongue. Yeah. A lapse of your lingui. Sure. Lapsus lingui. I think it probably literally means slip of the tongue. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. Do you see the dragon's face? Yeah. That, he did a little lapsus lingui right then yeah, himself. Exactly, little, he did. A little slip of the tongue right yeah, then. Well, I think he's constantly doing that. I think yeah. that's how he smells. So I'm going to use this uh, in a sentence for, for the listeners, lapsus lingui. Uh Adam Felber is on some of our shows. Whoa! That was a lapsus lingui. I see. Adam Felber is on all of our shows. Yeah, and this harkens back to this. Uh, he so made a face contra- number two right then, ladies and gentlemen. He made a face number two, not just pretending that he didn't understand what I was saying. No, but I, I think, think he, I understand what I you're think saying. I really understood what I was For saying. For our listeners who uh, need a little catching up, Paula has made it her mission to make 
the most frequently observed thing about me on this show, the fact that I am on all of them, which... Adam Felber's on every show. Arguably the only thing that our listeners now comment on uh, when they review or comment is that I'm on every show. and I, They're happy about it, though. They're ha- I, I will I, understand I, I, they're happy I, about I it. I still continue to feel a little insulted by it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Every time. Well, then, you know what? The, uh, oh, I can't remember the... What's the name of the word that was it? What's the social faux pas? Oh, the social faux pas vocabulary word. I can't even remember. You can't it. remember oh, because awful. that's odd because we quizzed you on know, all know, the vocabulary words last, last week, week and you nailed it. Damn it. And then told me that you hadn't studied. And then you drove me home and I accidentally sat on your, your um, flashcards that you'd made for yourself. Flashcards? Yes. Oh, see, now you're making a face number two. <laughs> <laughs> flashcards? What do you mean by flashcards? <laughs> Just trying to understand flashcards. Oh, damn it. I wish I could remember that word. I'll think but of it when I don't need the, the, it. The, uh, I mean, the, the uh, social, social faux, faux pas. pas. The boner, as oh, it were. Solacism. I, I, I'm, it was my mistake. I committed a solacism. You committed a solacism. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Solacism. I, I just couldn't think of it. And then I remembered it all of a sudden. It is an Ongoing when Tony Anita Hall held up a piece of paper so I could see it. Thank you. <laughs> he has a piece of paper that resembles a large, what, Paula? Flash card. Oh, no, no. I'm not, sorry for exposing you not, on the air, no, but I, feel, I felt it was merited card. at this point. All right. Well, um, now that we're, so we're going to be trying to uh, not engage in any solacisms or lapsus linguis. Lapsus lingui, slip of the tongue, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And and in moments, uh, we're poised to, after we take a quick break, we're poised to have your rap debut. I can't tell you how nervous I am. I can't tell you how nervous I am. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel it's going to make such a mark on the industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to leave a mark. That's for sure. (laughs) I think it's going to leave one more than make one. But anyway, coming up, Paula's rap. When are the Grammys? Let me just ask, when are the Grammys? When are the Grammys? Well, we've got JJ. When are the Grammys generally? They're in January? Last weekend oh, in January. Uh, Captain Crinkle, make sure I'm not booked then. Okay. No, yeah, you know, you can probably book her. I'm just, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I have time. <laughs> I have right. time to receive my Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, coming up right after this, Paula's rap debut and much more when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. All right, move that fucking lizard. Now, Paula, as excited as I am for your rap debut, we'll get to that in a minute, and I'm really excited. I am equally or more excited to announce that we have a new sponsor on the show this week. Does it have something to do with rap? No, but it has something to do with you. Yeah, right. Well, people associate me with rap now. They really don't. They do. No, they don't. Uh, But what they do associate you with, let me just announce a new sponsor, okay? Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is brought to you in part by Arm & Hammer Cloud Control Cat Litter. And you don't think that has anything to do with rap? No. <laughs> it's hard to say. Ammonham, <laughs> Ammonham. Um um you no. know what I love? I love my cats. I love when my cat Harrison fetches. I throw, you have a cat named Harrison fetches? No, I have a cat named Harrison, and Harrison fetches. You know, you can't So you have two cats, one named Harrison and one named Harrison fetches. You can't see punctuation. Uh, so, I, again, two cats, no. one is named Harrison, one is named Harrison Fetches. I have 13 cats. Okay. Yeah. 
and uh, I throw a, a fake mouse, and he has no idea. I throw a fake mouse down the hallway, and he'll fetch it, and it's a wooden hallway, and you hear his little paws patting back, and he will do it so many times right. that as he comes back with the fake mouse in his mouth, he's breathing so heavily like around the mouse. <laughs> and those little thump, 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 thump feet. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that yeah. ties into this cat litter how? Well, I'll tell you. I, I mean, I love uh, throwing the mouse for Harrison. I okay. love Harrison. It's right. hard to love uh, cleaning Harrison's litter box. Oh, and as the owner of only one cat, I can only imagine what your, what is it now, 27 cats? No, uh, I have 13. 13, 13 cats. cats. Okay. And let me tell you, uh, 13 cats with excellent bowels. Really healthy, yeah, healthy. Very functional they, bowels. They work. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, boy. Well, that's why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's just... Uh, one of the big things is that there's no cloud of nastiness here. Are you familiar with the cloud of nastiness? It's 100% dust-free. It's 100% dust-free. Do you know that my eye doctor gave me some masks what? because she feels that it could be kitty litter that makes me cough? Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs>
don't want to take Adam's word for it, well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know... Every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i, I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me.
Oh, I can't wait. And don't think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, and I don't know if I have time for it. <laughs> your eye doctor gave you masks? Yeah. Why is your eye doctor giving you advice on coughing anyway? Uh, she noticed. And she's so she trying gave to you look in my eyes and I'm coughing on her. I feel like she's trying to diversify and expand her purview oh, you, you over your body. Like she's trying to go to for another she's organ. Going for nose, nose and mouth now. That's clearly, <laughs> that's clearly what's yeah. happening. But, but, but she did. She was very concerned about the dust in my, in, well, in my litter. This is, so let me this. repeat, 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and it helps reduce airborne dander from scooping, which could be your problem right there. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. Although, on the other hand... Without the perfume from my kitty litter, I'll have no perfume at all. (laughs) (laughs) New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Thank you, house band Sean Hughes. I like that. Uh, Paula, I know that you were crushed recently when Butterfingers uh, were sold to another company and changed their formula, their recipe. I have nothing to look forward to anymore. Yeah. Now, to me, that's somewhat of an overreaction to a candy changing a recipe, but... Um, Maybe you didn't understand my life. No, no, no. I, I think I did, which is why I'm trying not to ridicule this. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I understand that it yeah. had a big effect on you. Every time I'm in the airport and I go to, like, one of those, you know, the little Hudson gift shop thingies, well, who wants a gift from there? But, uh, <laughs> and I look at the Butterfingers, and, I, you know, for a minute I have a little dopamine hit, you know, Butterfingers. Butterfingers. And then I see that goddamn... Red corner, the red banner, with the words uh, "improved recipe." Right, oh, and to your mind, it is not sinks. an improved recipe. No, it's terrible. Now, the candy company Ferrara, you know, begs to differ. They bought Butterfingers and instantly changed it to something a little creamier and less crunchy. I don't know that they thought they made it better. What do you think they were doing? Cutting I corners? Just, they felt the need to change it, you know, because they just, you know. And 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 you have you said on this show that now you have nothing to live for. No, I don't know that I have nothing to live for, but I have nothing to look forward to. Wow, you know, so almost one and the same. Yeah, there's yeah. no, uh, I have no hope. Oh, wow, so yeah, you know, and when human emotion reaches a certain point, it seeks a higher level, and and it breaks into song. We know that from musicals. We know that from life. And you've tried to do this by writing your first ever rap song. I had to. Yeah, which is not really your chosen medium at all. You don't think rap was my chosen medium? I don't know. I like rap. I'm not sure I've been able to... Well, I want to make my song uh, a powerful song for other people so that they can feel that You want to communicate your feeling about Butterfingers to a a wider audience. And certainly, nowadays, rap and hip-hop is a way to do that. Exactly, yeah. And if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Now, to help you with that musical effort... It's an outlet, Adam. It's it's an an outlet, outlet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been using balloon animals for a while, but frankly, that wasn't enough. Frankly, I'm glad that you've decided to switch from balloon animals to something else. Yeah. Because you'd rather balloon fact, animals than my rap, or you'd rather rap than my balloon animals? Almost anything than your balloon animals, because, because, because this is not a visual medium. Our listeners don't understand how very poor your balloon animal skills are. You know what? They're not poor, but now that you mention animal, move your chair just a little bit, because that oh, yeah, Komodo the, uh, dragon is right Komodo behind your chair. Right. God damn it. That, that guy is creepy. Yeah, it I think is it's creepy. a guy. I don't yeah. know. There He's... I am, sexistly assuming that that monitor lizard yeah, is a. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mess with that. Look at, oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. it's gross. 
Yikes. Anthony Alfaro, again, not sure why you did that. Mm-mm. All right. So, um, let's... by the way, right now, the Komodo dragon is behind Adam's chair and it has a face number one. Okay, everybody, refer to your Facebook page to see face number one, the Rod Rosenstein get me out of here look. Is that the one it is? Yeah. I've already memorized your code. Anyway, to help with your musical effort, which I really want to get back to, is a man who is an award-winning composer, music producer, and orchestrator. He's worked with Lady Gaga, Snoop Dogg, Diddy, Neo, and Wynton Marsalis. In 2016, he was the winner of the 2016 International John Lennon Songwriting Contest in the hip-hop category with co-composer Tia P. He's also a professor at USC's Thornton School of Music. Please welcome Jay Deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Jay, thanks for coming. To. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you. Now, Jay, I understand you grew up in Baltimore? I did. And yep. by the time you were in high school, you were performing in PBS specials and doing international tours? That is accurate, yes. Now, that's how that happened. Man, I, I played in church. So, okay. basically, uh, long story short, the choir director for the college in my town, they had a, a world touring schedule and he saw me play locally and he said, you are a bass player now. Wow. So, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I ended up, uh, it was great. I ended up actually earning a math degree from that, that university. So, so you majored in math at Morgan state university. I have written down right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yep. so that seems like a, like an interesting. I mean, no, mathematics have always been very closely connected to music. A lot of connections, indeed. You know, they say so when they want your kid to take music lessons. That's one of the things they pump the parents with. You know, it helps with math. It helps with my son took the cello. He never figured out what twenty minutes of practice was. <laughs> okay, but then he ended up excelling at neither math nor music. He excelled, right? Well, it's a. <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Okay, that's right. Exactly. I'm a late bloomer myself, and this is the thing that when I heard your segment of another USC professor, you talked about how was it Mrs. Farmer who brought out? Yeah, the... Mrs. Farmer with the Glockenspiel. Exactly. That's right. My name is Mrs. Farmer. Yeah, and see that just those <laughs> neural pathways that you are using to learn music. Maybe they're giving you an advantage in some other area, but mm-hmm. it just takes time for it to manifest. Exactly. And for me, it took a long time before I made it in the music industry, but I was doing a lot of math. Uh-huh. So. A long time or I'm not sure what a long time is. You, you don't look old. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can say is thank you. I mean, I'm 45. Whoa. But, um, wow. Yeah. Well, that's not old. <laughs> Jesus, you guys. I, I love that Captain Crinkle is yeah. like, whoa, no. that's impossible. <laughs> Jay, in fact, you don't look 45, but uh, let me tell you, everyone in this room would fucking kill to be 45. <laughs> I'm killing to be 45. <laughs> I'm like, man, life is crazy. All right, so you moved to L.A. and then started working with Snoop Dogg, Elton John, Wynton Marsalis? I got- that didn't happen to me when I moved to L.A. I got all those connections from the people that I met playing in church in that wow. community. Really? Yeah, I was playing at church in Inglewood, and the guitarist at the time, this was like 2003, he was the musical director for Snoop Dogg. He said, what are you doing this summer? I was like, I don't know. I just moved. I'm trying to get up off my <laughs> homie's couch right now. For real. <laughs> in Woodland Hills. And, you know, I got to find a ride from Woodland Hills to Inglewood to play at church. He said, you want to go to on tour with Snoop Dogg this summer? 
I said, wow. let, me, let me think about it a minute. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm so available. Wait, so you turned with Snoop Dogg doing what? Playing bass? Uh, bass synthesizer and uh-huh. bass guitar. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. And that, of course, naturally led to you taking up with his with Snoop's uh, roommate from college, Elton John. <laughs> right, the natural yeah. discourse. Yeah, I see those connections. Now, see, Elton John was an anomaly because I was working with. I, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. There's a group out there who made it huge called Drew Hill, and they were asked to contribute to this compilation album, if you will. So the Aida soundtrack, which was huge for Disney. They wanted to bring in all pop stars to remake Elton John oh. and Tim Rice's songs. Oh, wow. And because I was associated with that group, I was able to be a part of that collaboration. Fantastic. Now, if, if I, I've heard of, like a lot of uh, black musicians in particular say, well, they came up playing in their church or they came up singing in their church. Does that mean that, um, that like the church circuit is cutthroat? What a loaded question. (laughs) I'm so glad this is being archived because that was deep. I think as you, I think, wow. Is there a leg you don't want to answer that question? That is a whole semester of a course in itself. You're making a face number two. (laughs) And one. Bill Barr's I don't understand this. And one at the same time. At the same time. I just think of this backstabbing church circuit. and uh, Because everybody wants, people who perform, want to perform right you know and you want to perform at a bigger and bigger venue i'm sorry to cut you off no you get it i mean i think it's a little microcosm of a bigger manifestation of every industry but then there's a point to where for me i was just like you know what i just got to believe that there's one me for a purpose i'm just going to go for it try to do what i do animal people person highly empathetic Uh uh-huh so those relationships turned around to be my biggest assets. Okay. So that's how I started working with Janet Jackson. The whole cutthroat thing. But well, yeah. yeah, I, ima- it, it's still I imagine there. those. <laughs> it's there. Oh, I'm wondering what happened to the body of the former bass player of the choir that you came up with. <laughs> it's, it's, and see, this is what's so funny about it because it's just like there's this uh, recent situation where I came in and I had the skill sets for a particular job, but uh-huh. I'm sure to the guy who was there before I got there, right. I cut his throat. Yeah. But to me, <laughs> I was just like, bro, they called me. I'm cool with everybody. I'm nah, just... Makes sense. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. So um, now, in, uh, I just want to complete your resume because this is impressive too. In 2008, you were the orchestrator and Pro Tools programmer on Janet Jackson's Rock With You tour. Okay, I have a correction for that. I've actually been working that job uh, since... 2008. Oh, so oh. you're still doing that? I'm still doing that. This metamorphosis... Are you supposed to be there right now? Oh, I feel awful. This, no, no, no. <laughs> How awful do you feel? No, <laughs> I'm telling you. Janet Jackson... Her face was, okay, we don't have a number for that face. <laughs> that was like, I feel awful. <laughs> Janet was sorry. Yeah. Janet Jackson's going to be calling me up, uh, yelling at me for, for having you tonight. But her yelling to... is like... This. Paula, I can't believe that you actually, <laughs> I don't know what to do. That's frustrating. Oh, she's always like that. She's huh? the same. She's so consistent. Oh, that's great. And uh, this metamorphosis run in Vegas. So there's some, uh, a lot of files that I worked on over the 10 years, but there's no need for me to be out there. Right for this, so um, they're doing. Unless something thing. goes wrong or they want to do something new, you're you're here teaching teaching Pro Tools at USC. It's something new, yes, because something going wrong, they, their staff is like, 
amazing but right maybe if they say okay we want to incorporate something new uh-huh. let's call jay deal yeah you know to put some new orchestration in but pretty much it's just the best of the best of the last 10 years right now wow. so that sounds yeah, great they're rolling so well don't get your hopes up for a wardrobe malfunction here tonight <laughs> <laughs> i don't think anybody was <laughs> I right now I have face number two, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Face number two. Uh, what does he mean? Be what on the late. For, be on the alert for face number two. <laughs> Look it up, people. All right, so let's segue into the creative process. What's your creative process for creating a song? I'm I'm open, man. It's like I've seen so many situations work. I come in as a blank slate unless the artist tells me I need you to seriously plan this whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Okay. which is happens 10 to 20 percent of the time and normally i just have to come in ready mm-hmm. so i assess where the artist is what they're working with and maximize that that's my job okay great so you're, we're going to this pl- may be more challenging for you than working with janet jackson uh, in terms of everyone, readiness mm. <laughs> i have to Up trust until your, this moment what's to, the artist with the least musical ability that you've worked with Adam, these questions. <laughs> that oh. is hilarious. By that oh. face, I'm guessing that, that there's somebody who people suspect has musical ability that had oh less my. than you thought. I could see that on your face. If you only knew. Oh, wow. Uh. So you've actually worked with people who had big names but not so much musical talent, and you had to kind of come in and, uh, y- uh, you know, turn I'll, some knobs and make it work? I'll make this analogy. I'll make this now. I think this will bring, yeah, bring it. We're not going to make you say somebody's name. That would be terrible. Terrible actually is <laughs> <laughs> great for ratings. <laughs> but uh, so imagine, okay, you have these Victoria's Secret models and before the whole Photoshop and airbrushing and uh-huh. all of that. Yeah. So everybody's right now living some type of like enhancement Air life. Bra- airbrush right. audio yeah. fantasy. Yeah. All of, the, everybody from the top artist to the minimal of talent. Right. So it's not what it seems. It's all uh-huh. a big illusion right now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, between because, auto-tune and... Oh, really? Because face, so let's, none let's, of let's, them really... Let's, let's talk about God, Beyonce. I might have let's, a shot at this. Let's, you have a shot, for sure. <laughs> you haven't for heard her sure, yet. For sure, because... Yeah, I, I, that fucking lizard. She ha- Get that thing away from me. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't think I cared, but now that I realize I may have a rap career, back that lizard up. <laughs> He's trying to make so a you, vibe you, for being your manager. You yeah, want to make honestly. a point about Beyonce, and I was—I'm going to guess that that she's not one of those people who's who who looks like me and then looks like a Victoria's Secret model after the girl can sing. Uh huh. She has a great look. She uh-huh. knows how to work it. But if you met her face to face, it's not what you see on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Okay. And it's, if she sang in front of you, it's beautiful, but it's not what you would hear yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Okay. you know, yeah. in that process of getting it radio ready, there's a million other people with less talent, in my opinion, that can somehow close the gap in sounding a little closer to the best. Mm-hmm. I can see you inspiring Paula at this moment. Yeah, I feel so good right now. Yeah. I want, uh, I just, you know, by way of full disclosure, Jay, I dye my hair. All right. Yeah, I just wanted you to know that. In wow. case. He's not, he's not going to style you for your career. I, I know, but I just want, you know, I just want to, you know, I, okay. you know, yeah. But I let's move forward. Paula, do you want to put in your own words, or I think you already have, how rage motivated you to write this rap? 
Well, I wrote, I have the, well, wrote is a strong term, but I have, uh, I've written lyrics uh, about, I, you know, I wanted my lyrics, they're about the Butterfinger situation, um, but uh, I also wanted the lyrics to have some layering to them. So you want it to be more than Butterfingers. Right, exactly. A little uh, more depth. Okay, great. So, so Jay, how, how would you want to work with, with Paula here? How would you want to make this happen? Uh, well, the way I like to work, I really want to know more about these other messages uh-huh. other than Butterfinger. Like, what? <laughs> what's so serious? Let us know what you're thinking right there. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, they changed the Butterfinger recipe, which I don't like because it didn't need it to be changed, but there are so many things that do need to be changed. You know, we need to stop shooting at one another. That You know, we need to change... Uh, uh, what kind of fuel we use, what, what kind of energy we use, are we going to lose the earth? We need to change, uh, like recently there's been a lot of issues with just cruelty towards uh, transgender people. So these things need changed, but not Butterfingers. Wow. <laughs> right. That's, that's something, right? That's deep. Now, Jay, that's deep. I, I have to tell you, um, you're making me feel inferior as a co-host right here. Because I don't think I ever could have drawn that out of Paula. It's, I've been doing this a long time. There's always layers. And just like this hip-hop generation today, they're talking about some nonsense on the superficial level. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But if you really understand where they're coming from, it's like, oh. So there's something, <laughs> there's something underneath the Butterfingers. Exactly. Um, all right. So uh, what do you want to start with? Do you, there's, there's, a, there's a chorus? I have a chorus. Okay. There's only one part that I actually did uh, with uh, a tune to it. The rest of it, I wasn't sure what to do with. Um, but so here's that part. This is the chorus. It's uh, some things need to change. Some things need to change, but not my butterfingers. So <laughs> that's that's hot. That's yeah. That's hot. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Some uh, things need to change, but not my butterfingers. Right. <laughs> That's a triple entendre, actually. Yeah? It, shouldn't there be, yeah. like, a bell ringing when you get a triple entendre? Does that mean... <laughs> no, you don't win anything. Oh, oh damn I, it. As the streets would say, your name would be ringing in the streets. Oh, wow. man. Some so, things need to change. Some things need to change, but not... Now my better, better So that's a workable be... chorus. I'm even going to oh, say yeah. that. Maybe we get, like, a really great guest vocalist to sing that chorus high, right? I, I see it. You see I it? I see that. I totally right, see cause, it. Because <laughs> what hip-hop track doesn't have a featuring... You know, in parentheses, right? You need somebody, it. somebody. Even if it's not the first version, there has to be a remix. Yes, with yeah. the feature on it. Yeah, yeah, it's right. inevitable for and, the EP. And I, for sure. and I know yeah. a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who knows some people. Uh, they could hook me up. Uh, uh, so uh, what now, Jay? Do we get into the other lyrics, like the the the, the meat of it? Uh, yeah. What I like to do is, um, I mean, I'm picky about lyrical content, so I would just love to hear. Everything you have laid out, no matter how um, underdeveloped or whatever, just to see what you're thinking. All right. These are underdeveloped. But as I said, that chorus is the only part that I actually see. The rest of it, I wasn't quite sure how to put it together. Uh, mm. Here, All right. So here's how it opens. Of all the things that need to change, and there are many, in the Butterfinger recipe, there weren't any. Mm. And then that's... <laughs> that's then, hot, you know, man. Some things need to change. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Out of all the things that need to change, that are that are many, and there are many, yeah. There what, are many. And then what else did you say after that? In the Butterfinger recipe, there weren't any. Uh, all right, so here's the next. So I like Butterfinger recipe. That's fun to say. Yeah, because we don't know what that is yeah. just yet. Like no, she's literally it. talking Butterfinger, but everybody else is like, yo. What is <laughs> there could Butterfinger? Be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it right, sounds so, like it could be dirty. 
Uh, it's not dirty. Uh, yeah. All right, so here's the next part. <laughs> just uh, saying. I'll miss the crispity, crunchity, fun size, but mm. wouldn't it have been wise to stop shooting one another? Uh, we've wow. got cruelty to the transgender. It's such a mind bender. That needs a correction, but Butterfingers don't need a new direction. Let's see. That's hot. <laughs> we can't provide equal opportunity. That's lunacy. Why can't they address that deep regret instead of fucking with my chocolate? Uh, That's some, some Kendrick Lamar right now, bro. I'm serious. No, no seriously. No, there's, there's something happening like, here. Okay, so we have the literal. We have one context that you could take to mean like, okay, this is some professional criminal we're hearing from right this whole butterfinger thing <laughs> like this something something else and then there's the whole abstract political right stay actually not that abstract no she she's went coming in. out and she's telling going you in. yeah she's going I right at it. it i feel this and then and then the, and on another level it's just it's just a lady who's pissed off that her chocolate doesn't taste the same and everybody can identify with that. Absolutely. I don't care what side of the fence you are. She's talking some real truth right now. Like, it ain't right. Yeah. All right, Paul, continue that's, to testify. That's where the, the embers of rage burn uh-huh. uh, is the... Uh, all right, so then again, you know, some things need to change. And then, uh, if we don't save the earth, we'll be left with a dearth of resources and different courses. So don't hold your horses. It's time to marshal our forces. We have to change our type of fuel, make a powerful public school if we don't let love rule we're done oh here we go and then yeah wow there's more no and then it's the chorus again wow, wow that's dope you never even returned to the butterfingers uh, in, the, in that last verse that's fantastic no no but it's in the chorus so yeah, you know yeah, yeah we right. can have some things need to change some things some need to change, change, change but not my butterfingers i did change the last part which is some things have to change some things have to change oh, it's not and for that you're a genius <laughs> wow you're good that's how hey that's how the master songwriters do there's this subtle change or nuance in a, in a latter verse okay you know so it's yeah, cool I hear yeah i hear you like uh how do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> Number two face. <laughs> Number oh two God. face. Absolutely. Why? Number two face. <laughs> why, why did we stream this on Facebook? That was the best face. How do you solve oh a problem like Maria? Like I, think, Maria. I think, in fact, you might end up replacing Bill Barr as our number two face oh, there. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, uh, maybe. Because I literally wish. had two Marias from my lifetime flashing my face. And I was like, but not the we, one from The Sound of Music. We never solved that problem. No. Yeah, <laughs> we never did solve the Maria problem. <laughs> How do you solve um, All right. So I got a math man. degree, and that didn't compute. Fantastic. <laughs> so, what's next? Now, now what do we do? Now, it's now we're kind of turning the controls over to you, right? Because we have to make this into something a little bit more musical than it is now. Yeah, see, and now this is the thing. Right now, a lot of people in the music industry are about to get really upset with me because I'm going to give you the secret. Uh-oh. Oh. I'm going to give you the secret, but All right. it's because of your social responsibility and your activism that it's making me feel great about doing this. Okay, so great. And take it and run man. with it. And until we drop this podcast, it's just going to be like these... Eight people, one puppy, and one uh, Komodo dragon. Get that hear this fucking secret. dragon back again. Do you... <laughs> you know what? I think it's che- che- it's chewing on your phone charger. It does seem to be chewing on Captain Kringle's phone charger. It wants a cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here, drop that on us. What is the secret? 
Okay, there's a couple ways to build a rap track. One is you have the lyrics, you have the lyrical content, the vocal production, and then you go find a beat to match it. Right. Uh-huh. Or you have a beat that's fire and you say, this makes me feel a certain way. I'm going to write something to it. So here we have the lyrics already. Now it's time to put on the beat and come up with some gibberish that sounds cool. Uh-huh. Like oh. a little feel good. Because all it is is kindergarten nursery rhymes like feel good chants. Okay. You know, hey, hey, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> sure. It's your birthday. <laughs> That's some five-year-old mess right there. Right, you know? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but 50 Cent made it a hit. So, right. so <laughs> now what we'll do. Then he went bankrupt. 50 Cent went bankrupt. Yeah, we. You we, know what I thought? He's that, no, no Warren Buffett. But. No. You know, what, <laughs> you know what I thought his problem was? He named himself too cheap. <laughs> right. Yeah. You should aim the little yeah, eye. Right, right, exactly. 50 Cent. Where, right? I'm sure, sure he's, he's out there listening to our podcast. He appreciates that yeah. insight. Right now, he just like thumped his right. forehead. He's like, like oh! I'm going to come back as $100,000 bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, so do you have a track? Are we gonna, is that what we're going to do? I actually did conjure up something. I hope you like it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And it has a glockenspiel in it because now, it has a glockenspiel because because of Mrs. Mrs. Farmer. Mrs. Farmer. Back in the day, she used to come in with the six glockenspiels, wheeling right. them in. Right. And so I just figured it'd be fitting that we had some uh, type of flavor that from so real cool. music education. From a my, I had told the story of, before. Yeah, tell uh, it again. Uh, uh, which is when I was in elementary school, our music teacher was Mrs. Farmer, and she would uh, she would wheel in a cart with like six glockenspiels on it for 25 kids because she was smart enough to know uh, that, you you know, you needed like a supply and demand problem to make that glockenspiel valuable. Uh, right. If Bonnie, Bonnie so a- help me, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I think she's. I think she's like, just I think she's like a Velcro hobbyist over here. I don't know what the hell. Bonnie's, Bonnie's her hands back. Yeah, she's making a crinkling sound because she's unwrapping hard candies to feed the Komodo dragon. Now that is just right. stupid. Yeah, it's just gonna want more. Yeah. Well, the other thing is they'll eat it right through the plastic. So they sure just will. Give that to her. Yeah. Okay. So back to Mrs. Farmer. So she. Yeah. So she, she would wheel in, in the these glockenspiels and she put one on. You know, each lucky kids desk uh, of the, the six kids that got to have one and of course then everyone wanted to touch the glockage bill whereas if she'd come in with 25 or 30 nobody would have cared she created scarcity Exactly. And when you think about it, I mean, what was the last really kick-ass glockenspiel concert you went to? I, you know, as I think I might have mentioned when you told the Mrs. Farmer story, the only prominent glockenspiel I can think of in, pro- in popular music is when I was a kid, I noticed that there was always one uh, playing with, with Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. Mm. And all those anthems from the Born to Run era, there was always a high glockenspiel. Was there always a glockenspiel? Oh, well, yeah, until, there was. Until today. Until today, because until you today. gave a glockenspiel. Can we hear this? 2019. All right. Yeah. Paula Poundstone in the house. Yeah. Drop it. <laughs> hey. What? Exactly. That's what it's about. What? What? You gotta what? you gotta verbalize what? the number one and then the number two face. What? Huh? Hey. What? Hey. What you say? Huh? And Paula, this is another thing you're gonna do that's gonna be great. After you do the rap, yeah. you come on and record another part reacting to like you're just hearing yourself say all this for the first time. It's like, hey, 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 oh. hey, hey, I'll, hey, I'll happily do that. that. I'll, yeah. I'll be her DJ Khaled. And I that's hip hop. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. No doubt about it. You'll hear all these other that's how voices. I feel like, all the time with her anyway. Yeah. What? 
Wait, so I didn't I don't know if I heard the Glock in there. Let's hear that again. This is kind of like around the 18. Where's my Glock at? Right, where's my Glock? There it is. Bring the Glock! Nice. We gotta sample that. This in Pro Tools. We bring the Glock. Oh, that was yeah, that was on time, uh, nice. Adam. <laughs> so now what we would do in a real studio setting, we'd put the track on, you'd go in the booth and just, huh, and you come up with these phrases that um, phonetic, well, not phonetically, but from a syllabic point of view, they uh-huh. make sense how they flow. So uh-huh. it might not be necessarily what she's got written down there. Uh-huh. It'd be nothing that she has written down. It's okay. all gibberish. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you would go back and pick and choose with your engineer, like, oh, I like that gibberish there, that gibberish. Uh-huh. And you make your words fit. That's uh-huh. one way to do it. Uh-huh. Okay. The other way is uh, kind of like, I'm hearing a lot of prepositions and a lot of, um, I, I can't remember the exact grammar words, but there's too many words. Okay. So you can get at the same point across by uh-huh. taking out maybe 40% of, of the your words. words. Okay. Like, and uh, sometimes pronouns like I or you, okay. you can take out because it's inferred. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then th- that edited 40% less is what you would fit into your gibberish. Fantastic. Okay. Uh uh, let me. Uh, okay, that's uh, very advanced for yeah. you. I probably take a. Di- I take a different approach, but uh-huh. if you let that sit in your mind for a month, you'll get it. Like, oh, oh okay, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, uh, so for the purposes of right now, do we want to? Gi- we we can't gibberize right now. How about if I gibberize and okay. you see how I gibberize and okay. then you try to gibberize? Th- that okay. sounds good. Let's so do that. eight bars of gibberish. Bring that beat back. Man, that that. What? And don't touch my butterfinger there. So some things need to change, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now you try. I'm so nervous. All right, uh. We're recording this, right? Awesome. Hey. It's like jumping into a pool. Beep bop doo da. Beep da boop bop. What? Yeah. Bop bop beep bop. Oh. Da 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 bop bop bop. Hey, yeah. Ba da da bop bop bop. Hey. Beep bop boop bop. Ba da 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 boop bop. Hey. Bop bop. Bop bop bop. Oopa. Huh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <laughs> That's wonderful. Are you, are you supposed to drip in sweat like this? Yes. Absolutely. I'm dripping in sweat Absolutely. right now. You know what? That dragon is like licking up the sweat on the floor. Uh, well, you know, they need salt. Yeah. Komodo from dragon. what I understand about Komodo dragons. So that sounded nice, right? Yeah. That's a great start. Oh, good. Yeah. That's how it goes. So what now? Well, what now, Jay? <laughs> in this process, it takes some time. Unless you're a highly experienced writer with a lot of chemistry, they take this MP3 home for a week and uh-huh. then schedule another session. But then you would have time to say, okay, I think 
this phrase would go great over this gibberish. Uh-huh. Or I found a way to phrase this phrase where I can replace this gibberish. Uh-huh. So, and then we come back and do another session and right. build it that way. Okay, so I have an idea. Why don't we do exactly what Jay just said? What? <laughs> like we take a week. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... We take a week. We uh, we live with the beat. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then we'll we'll regather, maybe with the help of Jay, and lay this thing down. That would be great. We Jay, have will you, to. Will you come see it to fruition? We have to. This oh, song is powerful. <laughs> yeah. This is powerful. This, this we gonna, have to. Yeah. This All gonna, right. This this is going to be the Democratic nominees. Uh, the song that they play at they're, their rallies. Their rally song. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to call Assuming them up Assuming that the they're not taking say, money from Big Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, the Butterfinger people are going to nail them. Wow. Oh, my gosh. My mind just went into a huge conspiracy theory. It like, could happen. What if the new Butterfinger management is in cahoots with the medical industry? Right. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Or the goddamn Russians. They're 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 giving oh. people this new this formula of butterfingers yeah. is engineered yeah. to give people diabetes faster. Yeah, I think Vladimir, so that the wow. insulin Vladimir industry, Putin uh, stamped every one of those red corners on those bars. And you're you're going to go try to perform this in public for the first time, and there's going to be some rustling from the grassy knoll, and all they're going to find afterwards is some candy wrappers on the grassy knoll. Yeah, Bonnie Burns. Running off in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, Jay Deal, for helping Paula create her first rap song. This is going to be an ongoing process. I can't wait to hear how it finally sounds. Paula, given all that, at this stage, what advice can you give aspiring composers about getting in the pocket as they write their own songs? Uh, okay. House band Sean Hughes, can you give me some of that terrific guitar music as a background for what I've learned about making a rap song so far. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Rap has rage! <laughs> the producer has to find the artist's vibe, their inner being, which is why I showed Jay my bag full of junk food and let him know that I don't often shave my legs. Two good ways <laughs> of creating a rap song are having lyrics and finding a beat or having a beat and finding the lyrics. A third way that I might have to use is finding a fully produced song and adding in my own, what? <laughs> Jay Deal is a composer, producer, orchestrator, and professor of music at USC's Thornton School of Music. Jay, thank you so much That's for your great, first Jay. appearance on this show. Thanks a lot, man. All right, coming up next, the results of our survey question. Do you believe that our Thomas Coyne search method is effective? One listener wrote, I think Thomas Coyne has been beaten to death. He may well have been beaten to death. Let us know more. That's coming up right after this. The Cat of the Week is Neko from Harlem, New York. Thank you, house band Sean Hughes. Wow, nice. this has been so fun and so musical tonight. It's been very, you know, when you have Paula Poundstone in the house, yeah. it's going to be musical. What? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, on this day in uh -huh. unremarkable history, Ben uh -huh. Franklin said, 
Never mind. They were on the top of my head the whole time. And hopefully he was referring to his glasses. His glasses, yeah, yeah. Possibly his, his bifocals. His bifocals, exactly. Okay. They, they, they were on the top of his head the whole time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 He also one time said, Beatrice, they're not all going to be memorable. Oh. Yeah. In reference to his poor Richard's almanac witticisms. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. that guy was like an aphorism machine yeah, in his exactly. heyday. Yeah. Um, so, Paula, we have the results of our survey about whether the search methodology for Thomas Coyne is effective. For those of you new to the show, Thomas Coyne famously was a early guest on our show who didn't make it to our show. And the irony there was that he was a survivalist who was going to teach us how to survive a bear attack. And we haven't heard from him since. So. Yeah. And we tried. To reach out to him uh, on, uh, what is it, Tony had texted him and called him and, called him and just him. nothing. We've heard nothing back. And nothing so back. we began uh, a search. We marshaled our forces. We gathered the nobodies and we began a search. But uh, the search, the methodology of which I have repeatedly questioned on this show. Yeah, but you're wrong. Okay, well, um, which maybe is, so. We, we have people looking and when they don't find him, they tell us where he wasn't. Yes, which to me is not a dragnet so much as a random it's series a, of data points. It is a worldwide dragnet. It is a potentially you know, Adam, endless fool's errand. Y- you know, get off the beach and into the water. It's uh, <laughs> okay. It's a worldwide wow. dragnet. That's you know, too bad Ben Franklin yeah. didn't live long enough to say that. Yeah, um. get off the beach and into the water. <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. I, that's where I got it. Uh, here's the re- oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Unremarkable. So here's the results of our survey: seventy-eight percent. God damn it! Feel that our search method is absolutely a. Yes! 22% feel it is, quote, beyond ineffective. Um, On the positive side, um, Garrett Oriama wrote, quote, It's like the old quote about the best way to sculpt the statue of an elephant. Just chip away at everything that doesn't look like an elephant. Wow, that's brilliant. So we're chipping away everywhere Thomas Coyne isn't. Uh And when we're done, we'll be left with where he was. Simple. Uh, thank you very much, Garrett. Garrett. Garrett really gets it. Except uh, uh, the analogy here would be chip away at stuff and then just keep chipping away at stuff. What are you talking about? Because what unlike you, the elephant ta- that at, you'd you know be what? Chipping- right behind you. What? Can you feel it? Yeah, I'm the being tongue? stared at. Do you feel the tongue? The tongue. Yeah. The, 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 tell, tell me it's the, the Komodo dragon the and not Komodo, Bonnie Burns. Yeah, the Komodo, it's not Bonnie Burns. Okay. Yeah. It's so too, that I can live with. It's too quiet. <laughs> it's too quiet to be Bonnie Burns. No, the Komodo dragon <laughs> is right behind you, and it's Again, like licking at the back of your Anthony heel. Alfaro, you know. What would make him? Nothing. All right. Um, but we had some more responses. Yeah. Brian. Uh, I don't know how you say his name. C-I-U-F-O. Q-F-O. Okay. Uh, had a good point. He said, "Define effective." Huh. Yeah. You know, Brian. Boy, I think he's you, a stickler. You know, and you know, Brian's and, and, and there were there were um, some other people observing the idea that there was people who voted for it being effective, who then qualified it by saying it's effective at making me laugh every week. Well, there you go. So I feel like See, you got a few they, false positives. By the way, wasn't it Nate Carmen who thinks we've beaten uh, Thomas Coyne to death? Yeah. Meaning yeah. meaning that perhaps we had overplayed our hand on right. the humor. But having the- having lived on Miranda Street as long as you and I have, or done our show on Miranda Street, we know that it's quite likely that Thomas Coyne was in fact beaten to death. Yeah, it's very, very possible. <laughs> absolutely think, possible. I, apparently Nate needs new concepts every day. Well, that's just not us, Nate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just not I don't know why we we're bragging about that, yeah. but yes, it's true, Nate. We, we recycle some concepts. I heard that Nate said that, that we had beaten Thomas Coyne to death. And yeah. you know you know what? You know what I said? I, I I said fuck you, Nate. And then I realized that okay. was a lapsus lingui. 
Oh, a slip of the tongue. It was a slip of the tongue. What did yeah. you mean to say? Uh, thank you, Nate, for participating in our Facebook <laughs> poll. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very odd slip of the tongue. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, it wasn't odd. Gordon Free wrote, "Quote: Can't argue with success. He has yet to show up anywhere that he was reported as not being." That's a double negative, and yeah. uh, it's genius, and we don't so know it's that genius. to be the case. It is- well, what I've got asked- hundreds of locations now that he has not been. Yeah. And the fact is, and this is what I keep pointing out. So, yeah. so Nate, just go listen to some top 40 or something. Um, I pointed out before, he could be in any of those locations right now where he was reported not to have been. He's not. Now you're making face number two there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I made face number two. That is the Bill Barr, let me understand what the word suggest means yes, face yes. when Kamala Harris asked and him. And all I was suggesting is that if you just pick a certain time when he's not in a certain place, he could be in that place literally every other time. You know, you make this so complicated. I'm saying that you could put a pin on the map on Thomas Coyne's house because you happened to visit it when he was out at the grocery store. That does not eliminate Thomas Coyne's house from our search. He's not in his house. Okay. Uh, he's not in his house. I looked. Um. <laughs> did you now? <laughs> just quickly. I just okay, did a quick. Okay, okay. I just did a quick. Okay. Uh, a quick. You know, I've been observing Anthony's Komodo dragon. It's right in the corner there. Yep. The, the diet of Komodo dragons mainly consists of Timor deer, though they also eat considerable amounts of carrion. Well, then so they might enjoy know. the new Butterfingers. Oh, man, it's, it's, it, the new Butterfingers are, are worse than carrion. Worse than carrion. I, I would, and you know what? If you're I'm the Ferrara, hungry for carrion when I see a new Butterfinger. You know, if you're the Ferrara candy company out there, you're welcome to use Paula's suggestion for your new slogan. Yeah. Worse than <laughs> carrion. Yeah, that's going to sell a couple of bars. Rapper, yeah. All right. Well, if you want to add your own thoughts about any animal in this podcast, you can write us at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. Or you can visit us on Facebook at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. And I got to say, if you go there, you will find Tony Anita Hull curating a collection of behind the scenes videos, pictures, some very amusing photoshops that illustrate the things we say here, some research polls like the one we just cited and uh, we might end up reading your posts on the air. Yeah, you know what Nate, don't look again. We'll be right back after this message. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes. No, no, not at all. The better ones, the good ones, clues ahoy. Listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence. Laugh if you must, but mainly get all the great clues. My Brother, My Brother, Me. It's an advice show, kind of, but a treasure hunt, mainly. Anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps. My Brother, My Brother, Me. The hunt is on. Well, Alexis, we got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, Coming at you hot. Three years after. <laughs> Three season Three one. Technically right. almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash yes. podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. <laughs> and then at season two, we come at you with new, hot co-hosts. 
named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, field trip. Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get in to kind of pet your dog, now's the time. Get in here every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Paula, you're going to be in the nutmeg state, I hear. I just wanted to mention that because I think that might be the coolest of the state nicknames. I didn't even know. That's the state nickname for Connecticut? Yes, it will. Oh, the nutmeg yes, state. Yes, yes. That's part of the reason I'm going there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm, I, I love, is there a gig there, too? I love to go to the nutmeg state. Right. Uh, that's uh, Norfolk, Connecticut. I'll be in Norfolk, Connecticut at the Infinity Hall on July 12th. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's what I was referencing. Yeah. I didn't realize it was the nutmeg state. Did yeah, you know that is. before? Well, as long as you're going to be in Connecticut, isn't there somewhere else you're going to be there? Wait. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'll be in Hartford, Connecticut the next night, July 13th. Okay. At the Hartford Infinity Music Hall. Wow, there's almost an infinity number of infinity halls. I'm not going to stop doing these infinity music halls. <laughs> I don't think you ever can, by in definition. Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Adam, as you know, our podcast is extremely popular among a very special dozen or so listeners, and we love them. It's thousands, really. Like, uh, literally tens of thousands, but okay. <laughs> However, in order to continue to make episodes of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, we need to increase the amount of listeners that we have. That much is true. And the best way for us to do that is- Can for- I just get, just kind of like give you the, like the, the hype man, the hip hop backup for all this Thank stuff? Thank you Because I feel much. like that would be better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so continue. I appreciate, I appreciate that. So the best way for us to do that is for listeners to tell their friends- what? And loved ones- And loved ones- uh huh. About the show. Yeah. Many listeners what? aren't sure how to have that conversation. So this week, I have created some yeah. simple sample dialogue that listeners can use. Simple sample dialogue. Attend. You say attend? Yes, hold people to attend to. Sit. No. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm still me. Listener. <laughs> so here comes your simple sample dialogue of how here somebody it is. might. Yeah. So All right. For those of you who haven't been certain how to bring up uh, this the, sensitive, sensitive subject, very sensitive uh, yeah. listener, I'm sorry I haven't been able to get back to you for a while. I was abroad performing ballet. Listener's friend, I've known you for years, and I didn't know you studied ballet. Listener, well, I didn't study my whole life. I just took it up recently. Listener's friend. People study ballet from the time they're small children. Who could have taught you ballet in such a short time? Listener, I'm self-taught. My whole ballet company is self-taught. Listener's friend, self-taught? That's amazing. Show me. Can you walk on your toes? What? Listener, I'll do more than that. I'll demi-walk on my toes. Okay. Listener's friend, that's really something. How does a company of self-taught ballerinas get to perform abroad? Listener. (sighs) <sighs> well, I've never felt I could tell you this before, but I love to listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's a comedy podcast that listener Nicole Norton says is like being punched in the head, but you learn something. Okay. And when I learned that it's very popular in Croatia, uh-huh. I realized that the Croatians don't require a polished performance. Okay. So right away, they were our target audience. Listener's friend. I'm glad you finally brought this up. I can't wait to listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. So do you see? Uh, yeah, I, I, oh, I do. 
Oh, yeah. I do, Paula. How, yeah. They, this way here, when we grow our, our listenership by the listener talking to their friend. Paula. Yes. I'm not going to pick apart this whole thing. <laughs> There's no reason to it. No, it's a house no of cards. <laughs> we grow one listener at a time. There's no listeners that this fits, but I'm just going to let that go. I'm just going to ask you a simple question about this dialogue. Yeah, a simple, simple dialogue question? Yes. Yes. What What does it mean to demi-walk demi on your toes? I'm not that person, Adam. I'm just telling you. Me, 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 demi, demi. Yeah. Demi, yeah. Demi-walk on your toes. Yeah, I, you know, I, it it's means just, partially. It, Yes, yeah, so, so semi, I'm going to demi, but she's saying I'll do more than walk on my toes. I'm going to demi walk on my toes. Exactly. I don't think that's a thing. That's a thing. In, self, in self-taught ballet, that's uh, yeah, a thing. Yeah. Okay, maybe self-taught. <laughs> I, like, I am married to a person who was in a professional ballet company by the time she was a young teen. Uh-huh. She teaches dance now. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Never heard about self-taught ballet companies or demi walking. You know, she, um, okay, Jeannie, what asked me uh-huh. not to talk to you about this? I oh, feel my awful. wife said she said that she's never mentioned this sort of thing to you. That she's kept it. Oh man, this wow, is, is lepsis lingui. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I used I to. I used to drive a lepsis lingui, but then I, I decided to switch to a more fuel efficient vehicle. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to mention this, and I blurted it out. It was a lepsis lingui. Okay, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said to me, she said, "Don't tell Adam about well, um, Demi, you know Demi Demi walking walk on your toes." Demi yeah. walking on Ask your toes. Ask her about it tonight. Uh, you know what? I think I will. It's terrific pillow talk. All right. Well, thanks for that, Paula. And, and remember, nobody's our email address is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail dot com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone. And yours truly, Adam the Felb. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. And mixing by zoologist Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Sean Hughes. You were great, man. And thanks again to our guest, Jay Deal. And he was great, too. Our head of security is Jonah Knuckles Glickman. Transcription services for this show provided by TranscribeMe. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Huh? Yeah. Huh? What? Do we? Something's change Some things need to change But not my butterfinger Some things need to change Don't touch my butterfinger MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported